Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Hallelujah. Grab your Bibles. If you could, go with me to the book of Ephesians. Go with me to the book of Ephesians. One of my favorite simple songs, it says, I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love Sometimes you just got to sing love songs to the Father. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. Father, I love you. Ephesians chapter 5. I worship and adore. Just want to tell you. Lord, I love you more than anything. Do we have anybody in the room that loves Jesus? One more time to lift it up, say, I love you, Jesus. I worship and I worship and adore. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you more than anything. Ephesians chapter 5. I'll read two verses of scripture. I'll be reading from the ESV. You can just listen along. The Bible says, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Bow your heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you for allowing us this space in your temple, in your tabernacle, we can gather together with our brothers and sisters and learn about your precepts, learn about your commandments, learn about your love for us. And as your word says, there is no greater love than this that you would send your only begotten son to die in our place. He took our place. He gave himself up so that we could be in right standing with the Father. There is no greater love than this kind of love 
this love is agape love this is sacrificial love and father we're grateful like the first song we sang the first song we opened up with father we're thankful that you would think of us in that manner that you would want to have a relationship with us we're grateful we're thankful we're appreciative and father we just want to simply say that we love you now god have your way in this place use me for your glory speak through me i decrease so that you can increase have your complete way in jesus name i pray amen amen you may have your seats you may have your seats well i have the privilege and the honor along with pastor deborah she opened up the month uh, on relationships and and uh, i i thought since february is considered love month that we would talk about love and so um i feel like a old saints there's some buzzing going on up here <laughs> can we can we fix that i don't know if someone left something on or there we go um but uh since since it's love month i figured we'd talk about love and uh provide some biblical principles that we can walk in because you know we live in a day and age where everybody has a platform to say whatever they want to say and and they can spew all kinds of information and and all kinds of opinions um but but we in the body of christ we don't go on opinions we don't we don't go on how we feel we don't because, you know, I might, I might like you today, but you may get on my nerves tomorrow. <laughs> Can we be real? Is, it, is that too much? Is that too much with the collar on? Is that, does that offend you? Um, yeah, I, you know, we might be cool today and you might offend me. And then in, in my offense, I may say something, you know, out of my anger and frustration that may, you know, hurt you. Um, but, but the Bible, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40 that uh, the Bible is infallible. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. So we're going to talk from the Bible today. And we're going to talk on love. Somebody say, love is. Love is. love is. They have shows like Love is Blind. There's, there's uh, shows like Married at First Sight. There's all these other um, super erotic sexual shows, uh, Love Island and, and all of these other things that, that society would like to put in front of us. And then, you know, if you scroll just down your own Facebook feed, some of your own friends, they, they have their own ways and methods on, on what a man should do and, and what a woman should do in love and relationships and and, and, and what kind of love is the best kind of love for, for me? And, and, and I don't know about you, but this is, this is the kind of, and then we have books that have been written. There's, there's the five love languages. Anybody read that? Anybody? 
Anybody read? Anybody heard of it? Five love languages, and then some of us even even tell our, our spouses, "No, I need you to love me like this," because I don't receive. I know you buying gifts, and that make you feel good, but I want quality time. <laughs> right, right. Some of you want quality time. Some of you want gifts. I I like gifts. <laughs> I'm not gonna hold you just because you don't like them. Don't be I don't. Come on, am I talking to anybody in the room today? You can buy me whatever you want, you know? Um, so, yeah, that's just me. But, but, you know, everyone has a view on love. The world has even taken what the Bible says about love, and they've twisted it, and they've perverted it, and they've added their own things to what love is. To be twisted, it, it, it's, that's where we get the word wicked from. Anybody ever, anybody grandmama ever had a wicker tree? Anybody? And then she had a, that big old wicker chair. It was like a throne, <laughs> like Game of Thrones. My grandma had one. I mean, you sit on that thing without the pad, you might get pricked and, and <laughs> somebody said they got stitches and talk about a thorn in your flesh. And, and uh, yeah, and, and you know, some of us know about wicker trees because you had to go get a switch from one of them. Y'all, some of y'all too young. Y'all don't know about switches. We would go down south and <laughs> grandma said, go ahead. And I would try to get the little ones. <laughs> go back. Let me come back to the word. But love, 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 love. What is love? Can, can, we, can we have an interactive service today? What, what is love? Just in one word, tell me, what is love to you? Shout it out. Sacrifice, that's good. You, oh my God, I felt that. Somebody else, somebody else. Patience, somebody else. Unconditional, passion, compassion. Somebody else. Tell. There's so many at once. One was on this side, what would you say? Decision, love is, a, that's powerful too. Love is a decision. Come on, somebody else, give me. Compromise, giving, giving. Yeah, these are all good. These, these, are, these are what we like to consider things that comprise love. And these are all good because love is definitely a decision. When, when you are in covenant, like Bishop talked about in our leadership meeting, and we'll go back and revamp. When you're in covenant with someone, like I said earlier, it's not always going to be ice cream and cotton candy. Sometimes you got to eat your peas, your kale, your Brussels sprouts, your asparagus, and it, it does not taste good all the time. In relationship with people, it's not always going to be a smooth road. So you have to decide, like, am I still going to love this person? We're not just talking about in marriage. Because if we're honest, in the church, we don't really do that well with relationships because as soon as somebody look at you crazy, you stop coming. She looked at me wrong. Her eyelashes was falling out. She had lash glue and her eye was red. She didn't even see you, to be honest. That brother didn't speak to me. You don't, did you check on him? Did you see what he was going through today? Brothers be having a lot going on in their mind. Can we be real? A lot of internalization. He was staring me down. That brother was looking right through you, thinking about how much money he's going to make this month. And in the church, we, we forget that 
that love is all of these things that we said. You got to give in love. You got to decide to love. You have to be patient in love. But as Pastor George said, love is sacrifice. Love is sacrifice. Once again, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 through. Therefore, be imitators of God. Hmm. How so? As beloved children. So we should imitate God like your children imitate you. And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice, a sacrifice to God. Let's define what love is. You should be taking notes. It's gonna be it's gonna be good all month, I promise you. This is what love is. Love is a feeling of deep affection. Simply put, it's a feeling of deep affection. It's a central theme in scripture and Christian theology and ethics. It defines our relationship with God and it dictates how we treat other people. It dictates how we treat other people. The way you walk in love, like Ephesians tells us here, the way you walk in love dictates how you treat other people. If If you've ever gone to any type of uh, therapy or marriage counseling, they will often say, well, well, how were you loved growing up? Because your first impressions of how you love and you receive love and how you saw love affect how you love today. That's good. This is why you have to, you have to be patient with people because some people are still dealing with and growing through the, the traumas that they experienced when they were young in love. Okay? So there's, there's four types of love that the Roman Greco culture identified. We've heard some of these before. There's, there's phileo. Somebody say phileo. Phileo is brotherly love. Brotherly love and compassion for others. So, man, like, man that's, my, that's, my, that's my dog. That's my brother. I love him. He's my guy. Bro, you good? Talk to me. That's brotherly love. That's, that's covenant brothers. Covenant sisters. That's, that's love right there. Okay? Then there's storge. Somebody say storge. It is a familial love such as the bond between a parent and a child. It's, that's one aspect of it, because I know some of y'all are like, man, I'll die for mine. We, we know, okay, we know, calm down. All right, we know, God bless you. There's eros, somebody say eros. It's where we get the word erotic, erotic love, eros love, which is linked to sexual and romantic love. This is, this is what is infiltrating the social media sites that your young children and, and teenagers are on. Can we be real? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very, very real during this series. You have to be very mindful of, of 
just giving your child the phone and you don't have any parental controls and locks on it. Because like I said earlier, what you see as a young child will affect how you love in the future. Whether, whether you just saw it one time or not. I'm going there because God has graced me to do it. The first time I saw a pornographic image, I was like seven or eight at a family member's house. We wasn't supposed to go to Papa's porch. But he had magazines and videotapes. And so when you see those images, those images are now in my mind. Young boys are very image focused. And when you begin to see that, now you begin to see women a certain way. Because I was exposed to something I should have never seen. And now, pornography is not even like bad anymore to some people. I mean, it's, just, it's on commercials, it's in TV shows, it's Growing up, like, my parents would cover my eye, turn your head, close your eye, boy. We'd be in a the movie theater, all right, turn your head. And you could, you could, like, sense when the sex scene was about to happen. You, like, you just had a knot in your stomach, like, I know he about to tell me to turn away. <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom, Dad. But images that I saw as a seven-year-old affected me into my 20s. I'm being real. If it's too much for you, if it's too much, raise your hand. If this is too much. I didn't think so because y'all didn't see any words. <laughs> now we have apps. You can't even look up a workout video without seeing hypersexualization. Woman of God, why are your pants? Oh, okay. Man of God, you can't put on some normal shorts. You got to wear compression shorts in the gym. I shouldn't see your veins through your clothing items. I told y'all we're going to be real. We're going to be real. Did you all know? that in China, not to say that everything China does is right, but in China, they have limitations on TikTok. Our TikTok is just the full version. But there are certain images that, that the people in China, they don't see. But we see it. You scroll one, two, you know, you might see Keith Lee. Let's talk about it. You know, he does, he, he does his food review. You might see some other funny things, and then boom! Booty. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta make sure y'all paying attention. Y'all might be like, where is Pastor Cam going with this? I'm in, the, I'm in the Bible. Because you have to guard your gates. You have to guard what you watch. 
You got to guard what you listen to. You got to guard what goes in and out of your mouth, what you say to people. You have to guard these gates. Because the devil knows stuff that some of y'all are too ignorant to, to think about. Oh, they just kids. They just playing. Uh-oh. Erotic, eros, sexual and romantic love. If you are under the age of 18 and a half, certain things you just should not be exposed to because you're not ready for it. You don't, have, you don't have the mental capacity to handle that. Man, I feel like going somewhere totally different. Okay, eros, all right? Then we have agape. Somebody say agape. We've all heard this. Anybody heard? You've heard agape before. We've all heard it, heard it in church. Agape love. Agape love is a sacrificial love based on principle. It's based on principle. This love is synonymous with unselfish behavior and intense affection. Agape love, unselfish behavior, and intense affection. This is agape love. This is the love that Christ loved us with. This is the love that husbands have for their wives and wives may have for their husbands. I die for mine. <laughs> All right, baby. <laughs> we know you will ride or die. We know it. Amen. This is a love that a parent may have for a child. And it's not just the storge love. There is an agape love. You may have family members and relatives. You may have people that you grew up with that you call your day ones. I'll do anything for my day one. I'll take a bullet for my day ones. I'll do X, Y, Z for my day ones. Because you have an agape love for these individuals. So we'll dig into agape and sacrificial love. Our greatest example of this kind of love, sacrificial love, is Jesus. Our greatest example is Jesus. Everyone knows, I didn't even decide to give them like the full scripture because we already know John 3, 16. Y'all ready? Ready, read. For God so that he, that whosoever believeth should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so gave his only begotten son. Can you imagine what kind of mental state you would have to be in to give your only child so that someone else's life could be saved? I was listening to um, Dr. Francis Chan, and he was, he was talking about the, the tragedies that he's experienced in his life. And, you know, when he was born, literally when he was born, his mother died giving birth to him. And she had complications throughout her entire pregnancy, but she said, no, I'm going to give birth to my son. She died giving birth to him. So he's growing up few years, I think he said by the time he was five or six, five, six or seven, somewhere around there, his dad got married again. His dad gets married again 
and then his dad's wife, Francis' stepmother, dies. His dad then gets married a third time. And the third time he said he was about 14, 15, or 16, he was in high school. And then his dad dies. So we have a young man who has experienced traumatic things in his life. And he said he, he not going to tell his whole testimony, but he ended up going to a youth group, falling in love with Jesus, falling in love with his word, and he's been preaching the gospel ever since. Right? But he says he's so grateful because his mom could have decided to save herself. Can you, can you imagine what kind of decision you have to be in to know, like, I, I'm going to give of this so that they can have a life and, and my, I've lived my life. I've, I've lived long enough. I've done the things that I need to do. I'm, I'm going to sacrifice my life because the love that I have for this individual. This is the kind of love that Jesus has for us. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. The Bible says, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know, in, in my household, or my parents' household, rather, because I just was living there. My parents' household, you know, there was, there was rules. There was, there was ground rules. There was, there was commandments. <laughs> the Logan commandments. Listen, you don't, you don't disrespect me. You don't disrespect your mother. You get A's and B's. You know, you're respectful. You don't act crazy when we go in stores. You don't make me look bad. <laughs> you act like I raised you right. You love and honor God with your life. Yeah, yes, sir. Now, those of you that have been in this church for a long time, you've, <laughs> you've seen me on the front row a few times. You've seen me sitting behind Bishop as if I was a porter, but really I was on punishment. You've seen me with Coogee sweaters on and, and Lee jeans with the Air Monarchs on because he took away all of my swag. And you've seen the times that I've been on punishment, as they would say, because I did not live according to the Logan commandments. But when I would do according to what was instructed in my household, I would be rewarded for my good behavior, right? You get A's and B's, man, that's, that's a new pair of Jordans or two. That's some Jabot jeans, that's a whole fit. Y'all remember the FUBU velour suits? I was clean, I, fresh cut every week, no job. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes I get a haircut, I get a lining on Tuesday and a cut on Saturday. You know, Brother Craig Taylor would come to the house, hook us up. But when I would not live according to the Logan commandments, those things would be stripped away from me. You show that you truly love someone 
when you keep the covenant or the commandments that you all have with each other, the principles that you, the unselfishness. And, and see, here's the thing about sacrificial love. It's not always what you want to do. Oh. All right, let me go back to the Bible. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2. Go on walking in love, just as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice, a sweet fragrance to God. If we scroll down to verse 25, Ephesians chapter 5 is just, it's just powerful. Verse 25, it then says, husbands, continue loving your wives just as Christ also loved the congregation and gave himself up for it. The congregation also is translated to the church. Verse 28, in the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. A man who loves his wife loves himself. First John 3.16. First John, not John, first John. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. This is agape love. Agape love is not selfish. It's the opposite. But scripture encourages us to also follow Christ's example by living a life of sacrifice. Agape love doesn't just, you know, start with, man, if it come to it, man, you know I'll give my life for you. You know, we have to live a life of sacrifice. That's why Romans 12:1 says, I appeal to you, I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship or your reasonable service. We worship God when we live a life of sacrifice. We literally, and I talked about this in our glory series, we literally bring glory to God's name when we live a life of sacrifice. I knew Alex was going to do it. I told him yesterday at the baby shower. I said it. I just messed it. <laughs> Love, Alex. We have to live a life of sacrifice. What does that mean? I'm about to step on toes. That means you do stuff that you know pleases God even when you don't feel like doing it. Oh, Jesus, I need an organ. <laughs> that means we do things because it pleases God, not because it pleases us. Oh, can I talk to the men in the house? Can we be real? Sometimes you showing your wife that you love her does not feel good to you. All this snow we didn't got and we got to go out there and shovel and throw out the salt to melt down the ice and your hands is cold because you thought you bought the right gloves but you didn't and you ain't got the right hand warmers and you ain't got the coat like Reuben got that you press the button and it heat up your body. You don't have all those things. come home from a long hard day of work and she got that honeydew list you show your wife that you love her by accomplishing those things within a, a year or two yeah. 
Where are the brothers at? There we go. Honey, I said I was going to get to it. <laughs> I'm going to get to it. Wives. You thought I was going to stay on the men? Wives. You show your husband that you love him by doing stuff you don't always want to do. Uh-oh. I'm going to say that for the marriage retreat. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So how do, how, do we, how do we implement this kind of love? How do we implement this kind of love? Number one, the examples that Jesus showed before us. Number two, sacrificial love is modeled in our family relationships. Family relationships are an example of where we can see sacrificial love working out on a daily basis. As, as we prepare for the birth of our child, um, my wife and I, uh, there are things that I've had to get rid of. There are things that I've had to, uh, you know, sell. There are things that I've had to um, part ways with. Uh, <laughs> there is an entire room in my house that used to be mine that is now my child's, and, and there are all of these wonderful gifts and things that you all, amazing, mighty men and women of God, have purchased for us that I have to build, and I have to set up, and I have to learn, and program, and there's onesies, and all of these little things that I have to wash, because my wife's belly does not allow her to, to do laundry like she once did and literally this like it's funny because like she was literally bumping into stuff I'm like can you like chill <laughs> like cool out like so so I'm showing agape love for my wife and my child by you know I'm sitting down trying to relax and she asked me can I clean up all the dishes that are in the sink and take the dishes out the dishwasher and put them up. Now I've, <laughs> now I grew up in a household where I used to, I did this. Like the, this, and you, when you in the Logan household, you gotta abide by the Logan commandments. I'm, I know how to do all of these things, but I don't always wanna do it. And the thing about being married is sometimes your spouse wants you to do things on their timeline uh-oh. And you got to make sure that you don't jack back and say, I said I was going to do it. Because now you're causing strife in the relationship. Is this too real? I know it's very simple. It's very, it's very I mean, as simple as just cleaning the kitchen, the dishes shows agape love. I thought I was gonna chill and watch the game. My wife had other plans. But then also, it's recognizing that the things that she was used to doing, she doesn't have the full mobility or capacity to do some of those things. So I have to not be selfish and just think, I'm just gonna sit on the couch and watch the game too. 
In the context of the Christian marriage, the husband shows how Jesus, the bridegroom, loved his bride, the church. When husbands love their wives, they do it sacrificially. The Bible says husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. Now, we are the church. Is anybody in this room perfect? I didn't think so. And Jesus still loves us. He's still coming back for us. Whether we all get it right or we don't, he's coming back for some of us. Preferably all of us in this room, preferably. So we, as husbands, have to love our wives like Christ loved the church. It does not always feel good to love. You don't always feel like loving. So sacrificial love also is included in how you decide to love every single day. When they got on your nerves and they walk in asking you how this fit, does this look right? And you really want to say, you look crazy. (laughs) Oh, you look good. You look great, babe. Babe, you look great. Sacrificial love. <laughs> the Bible says in Ephesians 5.28 that, that husbands should love their wives as if it was their own body. Verse 29 says, for no one has ever hated his own flesh but nourishes it and cherishes it just as Christ does the church. You showcase how much you love your wife by how you love yourself. I know some brothers in here, man, they wives be sharp, clean, dressed to the nines. I know that brother love himself because he love his wife. Conversely, the wife models Submission to her husband, which is a reflection of our submission to Jesus, just like Jesus submits to the Father. See, there's this submission where we got people that claim claim to be professionals in the relationship space, and, and all they talk about, this is the world, all they talk about, man, women need to learn how to submit. Joker, she not submitting to nobody that don't got no vision, that don't walk in the fear and admonition of the Lord. You ain't got no job. What's she submitting to? Unemployment? You ain't got no job, Tommy. You have no vision. You 52, you still trying to be a rapper. You 48. Talking about you going to the league. What league? You need to be trying to get into the league, extraordinary gentlemen. See, women need to learn how to submit. These, the women of today, they don't know how to submit because they have not seen an example of a righteous man in you. Where the righteous women at this say, I don't got no problem submitting to a righteous man. I. You don't got no problem submitting to a man that's righteous, a man with a vision, a man that fears God, walks in his way, walks according to the commandment of the word. He's a man of God. Why would she submit to you, dude? Like, why? 
Seriously, why? You live at home with your mom. And not because you're saving up for a house when y'all get married. I'm just being real. I told y'all I was going to be real. And submission. Submission is not some cuss word. I know the Bible highlights here that in Ephesians chapter 5 that wives submit to their husbands. But guess what? Husbands submit too. We submit to God. We got to answer. It ain't just, oh yeah, you better do what I say, woman. Brother, you better do what God say. Brother, you better do what God say. Even if you're not married, brother, you better do what God say. So you can find you a wife. All right. The parent-child relationship can also reflect this agape, sacrificial love. As parents offer up their lives to care for their children. I mean, some of us, we've seen it. We've seen it in sports, right? The parent devotes their life after they've retired or they quit their job and they saved up enough cash to put their kids in the best schools and the best system and the best training facilities as they grow up and as they mature. It's like, oh, when did you start playing? Well, my dad started me at two. Some of the greatest at anything you could ever watch, Tiger Woods, musicians, when you start playing, I start playing at two, three. Hmm. Because those parents, whether they believe it or not, they recognized that there was a gift on their children's life. And they said, you know what? I'm going to dedicate my life to advancing the gift in your life. I'm going to give up my dreams and my aspirations to ensure that you be the best that you can be. Parents, y'all can help me out. I'm getting there. I'm like, man, we're going to have to do all kind of stuff for this baby. Hey, what y'all doing? Yeah, I can't go this weekend. We ain't got no sitter. <laughs> got to sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, I got to sacrifice. Yeah, you know, Sally, she got a dance hall this weekend. Dance hall. Where did you make it at? Uh, she got a <laughs> dance recital this weekend. So I'm not going to be able to make it. You know, we got a dance recital. and Yeah, I know we would have been fun hanging out with y'all, but you know, Junebug, he got a gamer. Junebug, he got orchestra. He got debate club. Whatever it is, you sacrifice your time, your energy, your effort. You tired. You done worked eight hours. Some of y'all work over eight hours a day, and then you got to go pick them up from school. Then you got to take them to practice. You got to sit in the car and wait, or you go in the gym, and you sit there with your coffee, and you try to stay alive and to stay awake. And you watching them while they rehearsing and they practicing. Huh? Some of y'all need to take them out of practice because they ain't good. Oh, oh, that's a part of sacrificial love. That's a part of sacrifice. You have to be real with your children. Sacrificial love, real love. Mary J tried to tell y'all. I'm talking about that real love. Real love, you gotta, you gotta be honest. Like, yeah, son, you've been doing this for two years now. We actually started you a little late on the train, um, but you're actually really good at music. Should probably, I should probably, you know, you should probably focus on this for the next few years. 
but all my friends, and, yeah, but your friends are good. <laughs> or you may be good, but you're just small. You're small. You know, your mama 5'2". I'm 5'10". You ain't going to be over six foot, my boy. <laughs> You know, let some God do some kind of miracle. And then you watch. They get about 14, 15. All right, that's it. Yeah, you guys, you had to pick something else, Doc. Because we're not going to have hoop dreams when you're 35. I knew I was going to get two claps on that. <laughs> two more. When a mother or father loves their child or their children, and Jesus is at the center of that family, they are demonstrating a life of laying down their interest to point their children to God who loves them. Yeah. Anything that, that I did in relation to building up the kingdom or or. My parents knew it was going to edify the body of Christ and I was going to glorify God in it. Man, they, man, all the energy, the resources, my mom was buying me Macs and laptops and keyboards and stuff before, you know, all of y'all started catching on. Some of y'all still late. <laughs> Miss Arlene, I told you I was going to get you. That Android phone. Some of y'all still late to the party. But parents give in excess in areas where they know it's going to help not just build their child, but build the kingdom. The third one. Our sacrificial love is worship to God. Our sacrificial love is worship to God. How so? As we offer our bodies to the Lord as living sacrifices, Romans literally says it's spiritual worship. As we offer our bodies as living sacrifices, as a living sacrifice, if you got a collar on in the room, you are exercising your spiritual worship. Because we don't always want to put this on. It's hard to sing with it. It's hard to talk with it. It is a reminder that our lives are not our own. And you may not have a physical collar on, but you should be living a life where people recognize easily you're a child of God. Well, how do we do that? When, when we seek to love others the way that Christ loves us, we should, be, we should be seeking out people who we can love on. You should be walking up and down the streets of your neighborhood 
saying, who can I showcase the love of God to today? How, how do I showcase the love of God in me? How do I sacrifice my interests and my wants and my desires to show somebody else that God loves them? We're displaying Christ's sacrificial love, his love that he displayed on Calvary to the world. Jesus died. Jesus took on the sins of the entire world. He who knew no sin became sin that we might become what? The righteousness of God. Why? Because he loved us so much. How are you, how are you willing to be there for someone when it does not advance your agenda? Ooh. Ooh. Some of us only want to be in covenant with people when we know we can come up. And that's not covenant. That's witchcraft. I'm going to say it again. If you only want to be friends with somebody, if you only want to get to know somebody so they can help you advance, so they can help you get to the top, they can help you climb the ladder, and you don't reciprocate in any kind of way, it's witchcraft. You're a user. You're an abu That's abuse. That is emotional, relational abuse. Our sacrificial love for others is a response of worship and praise to Christ who laid down his life for us. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, it says, we love because he first loved us. Just like, just like it is in your household, you, you have certain principles and things that you abide by because of what you were taught in your home and how you were raised in your home. Now, we don't do that. Now, we don't kick people when they're down. Certain things you just, you know, no, we don't, we don't do that. If my friend don't got it and they're truly my friend, I got you. I got you till you get back on your feet. Also, if I know my friend don't got it, I'm not going to invite them to Perry's Steakhouse. Because you know you got to pay. If they don't got it, you know you paying. Don't get mad when they can't pay. You knew they had it. Y'all been talking all week. I ain't got it today. Why would you invite me here now you want me to split the bill? I don't got it, brother. We love because he first loved us. The fourth is this. I'll be closing. We love and we serve the body of Christ. That's how we show agape love. We love and we serve the body of Christ. That's the church. So some of you that have been attending for weeks, months, years, you've never decided to put your hand to the plow at anything. I challenge you to offer your gifts, your talents, your abilities to God's house because that's how you show sacrificial love. There are people and the enemy might be saying this to you. Oh, well, it looks like they don't need help. Everything that glitters ain't gold. 
It may look warm outside, but walk out there without no coat. It's cold. Everything isn't what it seems. Just because you don't think they need help does not mean they don't need it. Oh, well, the video team, the sound team, the praise and worship team, the band team. If you know how to play, I mean, like, you really know how to play. Don't come up here talking about you, you know, <laughs> you play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. No, no, you know how to play. So all these brothers read music, okay? You know how to sing, all right? We want you to make a joyful noise unto the Lord on the right key. Okay, amen. You can make a joyful noise from right there. Glory be to God. But if you have skill and tech, we need, we need you. You have skill in certain areas. You need to be seeking out leaders. Listen, I, I've been coming to this church for too long to not have lended my hand in this. I, I, I've, been, I've been holding on. I've been hoarding the gifts that God has given me, and I've been helping the world advance. But I have yet to bring my gifts, my talents, my abilities, and offer them to the Lord in his church, in his house. John 13, 35 says, Jesus said that all people will know that we are his disciples if we have love for one another. The church should be the most loving place in the world. And, and, and loving does not come without correction, though. We think we just love and, oh, do whatever you want. No, because then if you do whatever you want, you don't really love me. If we do what, if everybody does whatever they want, everybody says whatever they feel, everybody does whatever they want to do. Well, number one, that's Luciferianism. Because Lucifer says, do what's right in your own eyes. But the Bible says in Romans, I present my body as a living sacrifice. I can't do what I want to do. I can't do everything that I want to do. If it lines up with scripture, sure. And even then, I, there's an appointed time for everything. Sacrificial love is not getting upset because your idea didn't get implemented yet. We're not there yet. It's like we used to sing, you somewhere in the future. And it looks much better. Look. We're not there yet. You're in the future. Give us time. We need people who are willing to lay down their lives for one another, serving one another and supporting one another. It's quiet. Because that's a lot to chew. Well, you want me to serve? You want me to serve? I don't serve nobody. I hardly serve my wife. Brother, you, you asking a lot. No, I'm not asking. Jesus is asking. For you to serve one another. That's how you showcase you love somebody. When you know your brother or sister is going through, go bring them a plate. Y'all know we like to eat. <laughs> Food is one of the great pulling togethers. Yeah. <laughs> 
Y'all know it's true. Y'all know no matter what life event happens, after that event, guess what? Food. We gonna eat. We gonna eat. Baby born. Food. Birthday. Food. Graduation. Somebody died. You were sad for a minute. And then you ate. Food. Food brings us together. If you know someone's going through a hard and difficult time, drop them a plate. Cook it. No, and if you can't cook, then you, you, know, you go buy it. Take them a plate. If you know someone's going through a tough time financially, uh-oh, give. And don't expect it back. Oh, I'm going to say it again. If you know someone's going through a tough time financially, give and don't expect it back. You mad because they ain't paid you back. They thought it was a gift. Gift. <laughs> Not a loan. And we got too many people that cause strife in the church because we give loans instead of gifts. We operate like the world. Now, you know, the longer you take, I'm going to add some interest to that. We supposed to be brothers and sisters. You add an interest to a gift. I don't, I don't want it. I, if that's what, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't need, I'm good. On the flip side, don't be taking advantage of people. Telling lies, talking about you going through something. Coming in church, you come to the altar, you, you got it down pat. You come to the church, you come to the altar and you cry. And you walk out slowly. And you know them same people that have been loving on you and praying for you. You know they're going to come to you. That's abuse. And that's witchcraft. We don't do people like that. Not in, not in God's house. If we are truly loving one another with agape love, we don't hurt one another. If you're having a bad day, you don't talk to people crazy just because you're going through something. I was good. These are like common sense things that like it's, it's not so common, but we got we to preach about it. We got to talk about it because that's what the word says. You get a new vehicle, you get a new house, you get a new car. Don't be walking around and say, yeah, you've been in this church for 30 years and you still driving that little. No, we don't do that. The Bible says it right here in Philippians 2, verse 3. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. That's agape love. I don't care how big your bank account is. When I see you, I see you as a brother or sister. I'm loving you with the love of the Lord. I'm not going to love you any greater or any smaller because how rich I may think you are. And we have to count others more significant than ourselves anyway, whether you got a collar on, whether you got a title or not. God looks at us all the same. I'll be held to a higher regard by what I say from the pulpit, but at the end of the day, we all got to walk up to that judgment seat. We all have to walk up to the judgment seat of Christ 
And he's either going to say, well done, by good and faithful servant, or he's going to say, depart from me, for I never knew you. Did y'all know the Bible says that, that in the last days, that there will be many, not some, the Bible didn't say some, it said many, who have said, Lord, Lord, who have done all kind of stuff that, man, you, you went to their conference, uh-oh, and it was powerful, you felt the anointing, you felt the power of God, you got, you may got saved at this place, and they might get to the gate, and God might say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Somebody say, treat everybody right. You remember that song? Treat everybody right. We have to treat everybody right. Because that's sacrificial love. Sacrificial love looks like the porters that walk around these buildings during the day and at nighttime, in the cold, in the heat. They're not just out there giggling and talking. There, there have been some serious threats that have tried to come into the church, but guess what? They saw strong men outside. That's sacrificial love. Some of these brothers have literally put their lives on the line to protect you. While we're in here giving praise and glory and honor to God like we should, there are people out there ensuring that we are safe. The ushers and the greeters. Now, they don't do this like, like they used to do in my grandma's church. They see you popping that gum. They don't put their hand out. They know, you know, your breath need a little uplifting. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. The people that serve in various capacities, when we have big events, the volunteer team, the people that serve, the staff, they commit to continue the excellence of the ministry. Not because we want to have some great name, because we're representatives of the kingdom. We're representatives of the kingdom. I'm closing. Everyone stand to your feet. Sacrificial love comes in many shapes, forms, sizes, voices, and we need to ensure that we show our brothers and sisters how much we love them by how much we're willing to sacrifice for them. We show how much we love them by how much we're willing to sacrifice for them. It's not just in marriages, it's in your family. Are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to dedicate your time, your energy, to ensure that your family doesn't continue the failure cycles in their lives? Are you willing to dedicate time and devotion to studying your word so you know how to pray against the attacks of the enemy against you and your family. That's sacrificial love. 
giving up of your time, your energy, and your resources to edify and build up the body of Christ. That's sacrificial love. You're willing to lay down your life for your husband, for your wife, for your child, for your family member, for your brother. That's sacrificial love. Counting yourself no more significant than anyone else. We're all a part of God's body. Like the song says, I won't harm you with words from my mouth. Why? Because I love you. I need you. It's his will. And it's his breath that's in my lungs that I'm using to speak life into you, not harm. Better be mindful what you say to people. You better be careful who you put your mouth on. With his breath. You better be careful what you say about people to their face or on your group chat. <laughs> Sacrificial love is refraining. Y'all, we've been on this, we've been on this for too long in this group chat. Y'all, we got let's if we're gonna talk about them, let's pray for them. We being real, right? That's what I started doing. I'm not gonna talk about the dangers and things that I see continually. And man, did you see this? Man, did you see? I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna pray. God change their hearts. God, I hope they I hope they see that they're causing harm to the body. I hope they see that they're leading people. I hope they see. I'm not gonna. Man, this is crazy. This is just because while I'm doing that, that, that ain't doing nothing. But the prayers of the righteous availeth much. You got to know that he hears your prayers. He hears your voice. He sees your sacrifice. Last thing I'll say is this. We should not just love from sacrificial love, but our lives should be living examples. That we are a living sacrifice. Yeah, brother, I saw you doing that. I, man, I knew, I knew you were in pain. I knew you were hurting. Sister, I saw you, I saw you dancing, and I knew you been, I know you've been going through a lot. I know, I know what you've been dealing with. Let our lives be marks of the glory of God in us and the love of God in us. And then when we leave here, when we leave our huddle and we go run the plays of the Bible, that we start little wildfires of love all over the world. That is my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're in this room, if you're in this room and you're not saved, I want to pray for you. Agape love is, is calling or texting somebody you ain't seen in a while. 
Hey, you all right? Just checking on you. You may not even know what to say. You may not have the words to say. Anybody got a just checking on you text and it changed your whole day? Like, man, they, man, somebody was thinking about me. Life is tough. And everybody's dealing with their own stuff. But we showcase the love of God when we send that text and we're not only thinking about, well, I'm going through something too. They ain't reach out to me. Because the devil, will like, he likes to keep us there. I don't, I don't even know why I'm reaching out. God, I always reach out. Keep on reaching out. Every time he uh, whispers in your ear, every time you get the unction of the Holy Spirit, do it. Because your obedience matters. Reach out to somebody. Call them. Text them. You're not a calling person? I'm not. Text me. Text them. Shoot them a message on Facebook, Instagram. Hey, I was just thinking about you. I hadn't seen you in a while. They may not respond, but as long as you're obedient to God, don't be offended when people don't always respond right back to you. They're busy. They're going through. Whatever the case may be. But you're showcasing God's love. And they feel it. If you're in this room and you're not saved, I want you to come to the front. I want to pray for you. If you've fallen away, I want to pray for you. All right, everyone lift your hands in the building. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Jesus. For the precious gift of your son, Jesus, who is our greatest example of agape love. Father, we pray that we would be living examples of what it means to live a life of sacrifice. We would walk in your will and in your way, not just in how we talk, but in how we walk. I pray that we would truly do like Ephesians chapter 5 says, that we would walk in love, that we would be imitators of God, just like little children imitate their parents, imitate the things that they've seen. Father, let us be like the innocent little children. Let us imitate your love. Let us imitate your compassion. Let us imitate your affection. Let us imitate how you denied the things that you wanted to do so you can love us into right relationship with you. Father, help us to be better husbands. Help us to be better wives. Help us to be better sons. Help us to be better daughters. Help us to be brother, better friends. Help us to be better brothers. Help us to be better family members. Help us to be better co-workers. Help us to be better employees because of the word of sacrificial love. But Father, help us to be better servants. So you get all the glory, all the honor, 
and all the praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Did this word help you today? Wasn't too real, was it? Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward, and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.